Welcome back to another episode of the Minds with Hakeem podcast. I'm your host, Juwan Hakeem, and I'm here with a very, very, very familiar face. I think you've been the most interviewed guest on here. What's this, number three? Tyler Springer. What's up, my brother? What's going on? Cool, cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you for coming on and fitting us in your busy schedule. We're going to get a, get into a quick update about the real estate market because it's been a while, and I want to know where we're at, um, and I know y'all need to know where we're at, so I brought on an expert for you guys. You can thank me later. But, Tyler, before we get into it, I'm going to ask you our icebreaker question for this season, and this icebreaker question is... What was the last thing that cost you nothing but made you happy? Just before I came here, I was out on the porch with my son mm. that he got from mm. his grandma for Easter. And he was laughing, having a joy. Mm-hmm. Can't cost me anything. How how is how has fatherhood been, man? Awesome. It's full of moments like that. Uh oh. I think the especially as a man, the standard that society has put on and mm. as fathers is Super weak and super easy to yeah. overcome. Granted, my kid is very healthy and yeah, yeah, awesome so far. So I'm blessed. That's a blessing. That. But to all the people, all the men out there hoping to become fathers someday, me, y'all got it in the bag. So, um, yeah, man, it's uh, I'm encouraged by you and Carrie, um, just being my first teammates and like peer group to step into fatherhood and you know me and sam announced some exciting news which i can't wait till y'all know the gender i'm so excited about the gender um maybe maybe if you said right here my poker face is like solid so if you're right or wrong you're gonna get the wrong gonna get the same reaction but um yeah i know i'm encouraged by y'all man and uh it's been fun seeing everything like those pictures care just posted a 2k for easter those are cool thank goodness he looks like 2K looks like his mom. <laughs> Not Gary. <laughs> he going to get a kick out of that. But, all right, man, let's get into uh, real estate real quick. Um, and I want to kind of make it, like, super simple for people to digest. So my first question is, what market are we in right now, in your opinion? A buyer's market or a seller's market? Right now, as we speak in April, definitely in a seller's market. It's okay. been a seller's market for a while now um it's getting more and more of a seller's market mm-hmm. um here uh recently inventory is still way down um mm-hmm. we need houses on the market but um yeah definitely still a seller's market and i think that's just because um interest rates are up they're they're up and down and up and down mm-hmm. but regardless even when they're down for now yep. they're up from where they were a year year and a half ago um but there's just not any homes. People got locked into lower interest rates. They're mm. not wanting to sell because yep. they don't want to get a higher interest rate now. Um, and real quick, yeah, so. could you kind of explain what a seller's market is, real quick for us? Yeah, so a seller's market is anytime there is less than three months of inventory mm-hmm. on the market. And months of inventory means if no new houses um, came on the market after mm. today, yep. it would take one month, two month, three month. For the supply to completely mm. run dry if the same amount of sales and okay. homes going under contract continues. And what oh, so, so right now we're you know, depending on the week, about two months of inventory and depending on um what you're factoring in, if you're factoring in some of the smaller towns around Des Moines mm-hmm. or new construction and yeah. stuff like that. Um upper two to three months of inventory. Mm. So um, okay. still very much a seller's market and then 
anywhere from like four to six, they say is like a neutral market. market. And then anything above six months, it's a buyer's market. I never heard of neutral market, but that makes sense <clears throat> if they putting it in frames of like months. Yeah, in that, the that's, that's where you see, um, you know, the sellers who have really, really taken care of their home. They're yeah. still reaping in the benefits in most buffer mm-hmm. situations, but houses that haven't been taken care of, they're not getting a ton of attention, um, you know, as they quote unquote should be yeah. um, in a neutral market. So, so what does this mean for buyers existing in a seller's market? Like how aggressive do they have to be? What does this mean for them? Um, for buyers, it can be, it can be tough right now, but nothing that can't be, you know, overcame. Yeah. Uh, they're facing just for one, like we talked about higher interest rates. So, yeah. you know, a $200,000 house now is mm-hmm. going to cost a lot more um, to own on a month to month basis than it would have a yeah. year, year and a half ago. Um, so people's budgets have kind of shrank and obviously with budgets, their wants and needs have changed. So mm-hmm. I want a fenced in backyard versus you need a fenced in backyard yeah. because you, you know, had to tighten up your budget a little bit to be able to afford it mm-hmm. month to month. But when it comes to like offer situations, when you're ready to make an offer on a house, you don't have a ton of time to think about it. Mm. Um, whether or not you're facing multiple offer situations, which multiple offer situations got real well known, you know, last summer, um, just because there's a ton yeah. of them. Um, they're, they're starting to creep back in, especially for the right houses. So um, just, Basically, in short, buyers need to stay ready to go. Yeah. Um, and when they see a house they like, when they see a house they get a good feeling about, be ready to jump on it um, and off giving the seller what it's what it's worth. So what are you telling your people you're working with now? Like when you see something come about or they send something to you, are you getting in there right away? Or are yeah, you- we're trying to get in there ASAP. Um, that's why there's my phone right there. Calls, that's Marquee. Marquee disrupting the pot, but go ahead. Keep all that distraction. Um, just telling them be, for one to be patient. Um, you know, the right house is going to come along. Yeah. But again, once you're, once the right house does come along, we're going to attack it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're not going to try to, um, lowball people. Yeah. Um, now if it's a house worthy of being lowballed, then that's then, a different story. But if it's yeah. a house that, you like and you like it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go try to get you that house yep. and give them a, a good competitive and quick offer. Um, it is the best that I can do for you. And if you find yourself in a multiple offer situation, um, it sounds cliche or whatever, but it never fails that it always works out. If you yep. lose out on a multiple offer situation, there is a reason for that. You yep. aren't going to get along with the next door neighbor or, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, yeah. You never know. And uh, it never fails that when someone's lost out on a house in a multiple offer situation Mm -hmm. at closing day for the house that they eventually get some comment is made that they're glad that they lost out on these other houses. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when we bought our first home on the South side, um, we was like the sixth person, the fifth or sixth person to see the house. And we got there right away almost. And we put in like the ninth offer people offered without like even seeing houses that still happening today. Not a, not nearly as bad as it was then. You, you were in the thick of it. Um, that was what twenty twenty one. Yep, you, you were in the thick of it. Um, it's not it's not like that. Okay, um, at least in my recent dealings, it's if there's multiple offers, there's like two or three versus like nine and mm-hmm. ten, um, and they're not. I haven't dealt with. 
you know, 15, 20 yep. grand over asking price offers and stuff like that. Um, we had a listing in Grimes um, go up and we just got three offers on them, but all three offers were right around list price and they just had some different um, wants and needs yep. attached to it um, that the winning one didn't. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing crazy like you had to do. Okay. With. Um, but you had, you had to deal with that and looking at it a couple years later now, you've seen an insane amount of equity growth. So, yes. um, at the time you went over ask price, you know, and obviously that's nerve wracking, but mm -hmm. people like you, um, who bought a house at that similar time, they're sitting there with, you know, seeing 15 to 20% increase exactly. on, on their house already. Yeah. Um, so so, um, and we'll get into when is the right time to buy because I know a lot of people who are, are listening is probably still renting, and I want to know the benefits of that in this market. Um, I wanted to ask, get your opinion on because I know a lot of I hear a lot of couples around my age talking about it. How do you feel about what's the pros and cons of new construction right now? Uh, so the pros are obviously it's brand new. Yeah, um, you don't have to deal with maintenance or as much maintenance mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with updating mm -hmm. uh, things like that most of the time the finishes are you know white finishes yep. things like that entrant finishes um <clears throat> and then uh, the cons to it kind of cookie cutter feel mm -hmm. you're probably getting a little bit less space than you could yep. you know if you bought a three hundred thousand dollar resale home mm -hmm. <clears throat> or a $300,000 new construction home, that resale home is going to be a little bit bigger. Mm, okay. Um, and then in new construction, sometimes the lots are a little bit smaller. Okay. Days, I've been seeing that to, too. To be able to make it affordable, they yeah. have to give you a little bit of a smaller Smaller home. yard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're doing that. The, yeah, with so the if you have, you know, two German Shepherds or uh -huh. something like that, and it, it'll be tough to find them a yard. You trying to get another German Shepherd? Is did a shout out to Hannah? Yep. Um, I already but, have the name picked out. And uh oh, everything. uh oh. I already we already got our kid name. No, I'm just kidding. we do. <laughs> um, but I want to ask you: Do you feel like Iowa is transitioning into the? There won't be any new houses. A lot of new houses with backyards, or do you think that's just what's in now? Um, both. Uh, I think it'll, it it all depends on the price point. Yeah. And that's really a, a big, um, you know, when you go up in yeah. price point, yeah. you start to get bigger yards and stuff yeah. like that. So I, there's any more like a affordable new, a quote unquote affordable new construction, mm -hmm. um, more first time home buyer new construction, the yards are going to be small. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't see how builders can afford to build on bigger lots okay. and still make it. Yeah, below four hundred thousand dollars, just with the price of materials and stuff like Every, that. Um, have wood went down yet? I haven't been. Attached it has to it. from where it was. But okay, I mean everything's up. It's still, still up, but yeah. it's it. There's not like that huge shortage anymore, from sense. my understanding. Um, they've dude, got more people workers. Dude, how I know stuff. the economy is still expensive. I look at what McDonald's and uh, Chick Fil A yeah. are able to pay their employees, which is good. But like when you see an employee at that level getting twenty dollars an hour, just know they're making money. They're, yeah, they're you're paying for it on the other side. Yeah, people are spending money, and I think that's why the real estate market um, is so strong. Mm -hmm. Like you know, there's a lot of other things going on, um, but yeah. Unfortunately, I think that the real estate, the the things going on in the economy that are obviously bad or down right now, have a lot more of an impact yeah. on um, 
lower income people, mm-hmm. lower income families, which is unfortunate. Um, but in terms of families that are in that home buying category, um, a lot of them are still going strong with their jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. um, I want to, uh, it's alive and well. I want to speak on, um, uh, I give you a situation for renters cause I want to, I want renters to know what to be doing right now too. Cause we talk a lot about ownership and yep. the importance of that. Um, and I won't speak on like credit when I give you the situation. I'm just assuming credit is fair or good. Um, so what would you, what, what should the 27 year old couple who's looking at living together already as renters and looking to buy a house and they both, let's say they make on together 85 K together, um, joint income. What should they be doing right now in this market? As far as trying to build ownership and find that first home. Yeah. So number one, there's absolutely no rush. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of I've, owning a home is good. Owning real good. estate is good. That's uh, good. But there's no type of rush. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to get your hands on it, and all you need is a couple years in the upcycle, and you're going to yeah. make gain some equity and start mm-hmm. building some wealth. So there's absolutely no rush, especially if you're renting and you're still putting money aside, aside. and putting money in the stock market, saving your Roth IRA investing and, and things like that. Then you know there's absolutely no rush. Okay, uh, but that's good. You say that the number eighty five thousand. Um, obviously, looking at your debt yep. to income ratio, banks are going to want to see something like close to forty percent or less. Okay. Um, the most they're going to want to see is like fifty percent, uh, but with that, it's going to come a higher interest rate. So if you and that's forty percent, you bring it home from out to paying your bills, right? So forty percent, less than forty percent of your monthly income got you is is your expenses. Yep. Bills mm-hmm. um, and in particular bills that like affect your credit scores. Okay, credit cards, car notes, student loans, yep. personal loans, things yep, yep, like yep. that. So working to get your total debt to income under that, and that's something mm-hmm. that you could you know get a pretty accurate estimate on. Just yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Um, so that'd be number one, and then number two is saving up for a down payment. Obviously, um, yep. if you're a veteran, this zero percent down payment, but most of the time it's like 3%. Go to the army. No, yeah. <laughs> that, and rightfully so. You see a lot of benefits with a, a VA loan. Yeah. Um, no private mortgage insurance, yeah. lower interest rates, stuff like that. But anyways, um, saving up for a down payment, 3 to 10% um, is a really good number to aim for. You hear 20% a lot because once you hit 20%, uh, you don't have PMI, mm-hmm. which is obviously added to your uh, monthly payment. But mm-hmm. PMI is, isn't maybe as expensive as people think. So okay. just looking to get, you know, three to 10% down um, as, as a minimum and yep. then having some money in reserves. If you're, if you're buying a new construction house, maybe you don't mm-hmm. need to have as much money saved up and, you know, reserves meant specifically for yep. the house as you are. If you were buying a hundred year old home that needs a bunch of work. Got you. Um, so then. The next piece would be one, once you've done some focus on those things and your your income is strong, mm-hmm. talk to a lender. Mm-hmm. And talk to them and see, okay, with the money saved up and the work that we've done to lower our debt, can we afford a house? Yeah. If yes, can we afford a house that we want? Yes. Yeah. You know, you might live in a, a nice apartment right mm-hmm. now that has, you know, coarse countertops. Yeah. Like the way it feels when you come home and you can't afford to buy anything close to that mm-hmm. and you don't want to make that sacrifice, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But be, having that conversation with the lender is going to give you that information. Mm-hmm. Um, and if things are looking good with the lender, if you know they're 
saying, I think you can afford a $1,800 a month mortgage yeah. payment um, and you, you're looking at houses, then let's go start looking at stuff in, in, in that price range. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, which is affordable. So what I took from that is, so and I want to break debt it. and credit, basically. Yeah. So well, yeah, what I took from that is you want to focus on your debt. Like, make sure you constantly work in that ratio right get now. Get below that 40, like, uh, 43%. Yeah. Get below that 43%. So, you want to do that, and then you also want to have some cash on hand for a down payment and cash reserves for anything, like, as far as maintenance and stuff when yep. you move in. Save. So, saving, and then also getting what, with what's a, a... What's an expense that you've had as a homeowner? My furnace. Furnace. Hurt. Oh, uh, my drain, actually. Not my furnace. Um, my... Thinking of my uh, drain in my uh, basement. Uh, my main drain kept getting so saving that saving money. Yep. Um, to be able to handle something like exactly. that. Exactly. Because if you don't handle something like that, it's emergency fund is important. They say a thousand dollars per person, but we really try to have like two grand per person. Yeah, like so seriously. The, um, if you're gonna be broke at closing day, yep. no money. Don't buy a house. Yep. Okay, that's good. So, yeah, that's good. If you're going to be broke at closing day, it's not the time. You still need to save for a couple more months, maybe six or seven months to get yourself where you need to be. Um, And I got one question because you did say um, get with a lender. Would you suggest contact the lender first or the realtor? Would that save you time if they contacted the lender first? I mean, I... Feel free to reach out to me whenever. Call him at any time. (laughs) At any time. Uh, But... Once you reach out to me, more than likely um, we gonna connect you we'll, with the lender. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit, and I'm gonna can connect you with the lender before yep. we go look at houses. Or okay, like that. Um, Just so we're not wasting nobody time. If you really, really want to be proactive, and then plus again, if you don't want the fear of me bothering you with houses, yeah. which I'm not that type of real estate agent, yeah. um, or you know, constantly following up with exactly. You. Reach out to a lender and again see what you can afford, yeah. um, and and see if you're in good standing. They're going to tell you, hey, what if we get this Chase credit card paid mm-hmm. down a little bit? Then I think you're good here, you know. So they'll be able to give you some insight on stuff. So at, at the end of the day, the the lender is going to be the one to to take to it all take off. to take it all off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My lender is awesome. I just know a lot of people in lending now. <laughs> it's a good problem to know. But a lot of people are lending a lot of people in sales. Exactly. Estate agent yeah. sales. So, um, yeah, Tyler, I appreciate that. I want to give you the opportunity to have one more um, thing that you want to get across about the market right now. And we'll start doing these updates more frequently. When I say more frequently, I'll try to get one episode in per uh, two, every two seasons. So might be Andrew next. He's going to be a little jealous when this content come out. He'll be all right. We love you, Drew. Um, but, yeah, any last words? Yeah, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, reach out to me, obviously. Um but like I said, if you're renting now, there's absolutely no type of hurry. For sure. Um, no pressure from me if you want to reach out to me and mm-hmm. I can coach you up on, on some things yep. or try my best to. Um, but no no type of pressure to hurry into home ownership. Um, make it a goal out there. Home ownership does a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, especially when you do it right. So, um, yeah. Love so, that, man. Thank you for coming you on. For yep. Thanks for sharing. It's and all behind the camera. Until Love next time. I like that t shirt you got on. Too. Oh, 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 oh. Well, hey, that was wraps up another episode of the Minds with Ikeem podcast. Y'all already know who he is, man. Tyler Springer, everybody. Thank you. This episode of the Minds with Ikeem podcast was not sponsored by Tyler Springer and Springer World Real Estate. 
but Tyler did come on and get some good insight. I appreciate him and love him for that. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy what's going on in the market. And if you have any questions, you know, Tyler information to be in the description below. Please like this episode, share this episode with a friend who you think is thinking about buying a house or who just wants some education. This was really informal. So thank you, Tyler, again. And you guys, yeah, thank y'all for supporting. Thank y'all for coming along on the journey.